Welcome to Spring of Life. My name is Mike Luzinski, and I serve as the lead pastor here. I'm so glad you're taking the time to grow in your faith through scripture, preaching, and the conversations on our podcast. Our sermon series on the Wesleyan Way of Salvation explores the three different forms of grace we receive from God, provenient, justifying, and sanctifying grace. Maybe you're thinking, I don't know what that means. Well, keep listening. We'll explain it. The scripture today comes from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, and John chapter 12, 32. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all the inequity and purify for himself a people of his own, who are zealous for good deeds. And when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The good news of the story of Jesus is woven in to so many other stories, and I think you already know why. It's because the story of the good news of Jesus is the best story ever told. And these movie writers, they're really smart. And so they weave in those parts of the story into so many other stories, whether it's a Marvel movie or a Disney movie or anything in between. And so our sermon series, The Gospel in Disguise, will trace the salvation story God's grace in our lives over the next three weeks. And like I said earlier, we'll use three movies to do that. The Incredibles, Encanto, and Ice Age. And we'll be watching clips from each of those movies to help us make sense of how God's grace is experienced and how we see it in each of these stories in different ways. I know we're using some, some fancy words here. Uh, the, the first fancy word I'm going to share is the Wesleyan way of salvation. And maybe you're thinking, what does that mean? Don't worry. We'll break it down. The Wesleyan way of salvation is how we experience the grace of God. First, it comes to us in the form of pervenient grace, which is the grace your parents gave when they changed your diapers. You may have been actively resisting, trying to roll away, but they loved you, and they cleaned you up, and they cared for you, and they nurtured you. There are many other examples of provenient grace. Um, maybe you could think about the, uh, the story of the prodigal son or others. Don't worry, we'll come back to it later. Uh, justifying grace is the moment when we say yes to relationship with God. It's the moment when we are made right, when we're justified and enter into that relationship. Think about the hymns, uh, I was washed white as snow. That was the moment we're made clean. We celebrate God's grace in that way. 
But then it leads us to sanctifying grace, which is the starting point, not the finish line, the starting line for our journey of faith. That over the course of years of our lives that we will continue to look more like Jesus the further along the journey that we get. And over the course of the next three weeks, we're going to talk through each of those forms of grace. Now I have another question for you. Uh, Raise your hand if you've seen the movie The Incredibles. Okay, I see a number of you have, but I also see that some of you haven't. So I want to kind of paint the context of the movie. Uh, This is a children's movie that uh, follows the story of a family who all have superpowers, but they're not using their superpowers because they're afraid. They're worried that they might use them in a bad way or they're worried that someone might attack them because they're using their superpowers. So they have these tremendous gifts, but they hide them. And over the course of the movie, the different characters learn their superpowers and learn how to use them. You know, I think God has given each of us superpowers, uh, and maybe we too are afraid to use them, or we don't know how to use them. What a metaphor. (laughs) So I want to show a clip of the movie to set the scene. Uh, This is a moment where there's kind of a mad scientist eccentric character named Edna who is making suits for each of the characters in the family. And these suits, they actually help them learn how to use their powers or they amplify their powers. So let's take a look at this clip. I know we probably want to watch more of the movie, but that's all we've got time for today. Uh, You can see that Violet and Dash and Little Jack-Jack and Elastigirl all have amazingly different gifts, and there was someone in their life who saw those gifts and wanted to help them develop those gifts and give them the resources they need to use them. In this case, Edna is giving an act of grace by giving the gift of those suits to each of those superheroes in that family. Kids, I have a question for you. Can you share with me a gift that God has given to you? A gift that God has given to you. Maybe it's someone in your family. Maybe it's uh, something you're passionate about. Or maybe it's uh, ability or something you have. Yes. God gave you the gift of singing. Excellent. Yes. Who can raise their hand and tell me another gift that God has given you? I see the wheels turning. I know you're thinking about it. And for the rest of us too, the question remains, what, what are gifts that God has, has given you? Or if we're going to use superhero language, superpowers that God has given uh, each of you. Maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's a listening ear. Any other gifts that God has given you? Yes. Dancing, awesome, yes. That's a great gift that we can use. Any other gifts? 
Okay. Well, we'll let that one keep marinating and think about the gifts that God has given to each of us. So I know I've used the word grace. We've sang the word grace a lot. We need to define the word grace to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. So grace simply means God's forgiveness that transforms us through love. That is the working definition of grace. When we think back to the, the story of the prodigal son, that the grace that the father extends to his son who ran away and burned through all the money and came back, that grace is part of what, wants, what, that, what motivates that son to change and to be differently. It's actually through God's forgiveness that our lives are changed. Grace is always unearned. Grace is something that is free. It is a gift with no strings attached. And that's part of what makes it so powerful. That's part of how God uses it to change our lives. And so with that in mind, prevenient grace is that grace that makes a way. The love and forgiveness of God that makes a pathway for us to be in relationship with God. Every time we do a baptism of a child, we are celebrating God's grace on that child. It's a holy moment and it gives me goosebumps every time we, the church, promise to love a young person so that they may grow up to know God's love for themselves and say yes to Jesus because they already know what it feels like. That's this powerful form of grace. It raises other questions that I think about and invite you to think about. Who was the first person that ever told you about Jesus? God worked through that person in a way to draw you to faith. God made a way. Our scripture this morning was written by the Apostle Paul to a person named Titus who was a church leader. And he was a church leader in a time of great dissension, great conflict and division in the church. He was a church leader in, the, in a time where people who claimed to be Christians did things that were very unchristian. I know we can't relate to that. And so we hear these words, even today, and they still ring true. He writes, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all. How was God's grace revealed? Through the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God's grace was revealed in the person of Jesus. And the, the revealing of that grace makes a pathway for everyone to enter into relationship. And how do we understand this as Methodists? So the way I would understand it is that Jesus makes a pathway for anyone who chooses to step into relationship with God. And Jesus offers that gift to everyone because the heart of God is for every single person made in the image of God. And so we see this grace of God through Jesus Christ 
bringing salvation to all people. And as a result of this grace, this receiving of grace, we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Why? Because we've received this gift of grace. This gift of grace calls us to a different path of living. And we don't do this on our own power. We don't do this by our own strength. We do it because God has made a way and given us what we need to reorient our desires. And this is the response, an appropriate response, to receiving God's grace. Because Jesus gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. I love this image of the body of Christ who has received that transforming forgiveness in the form of love and responds with total commitment to do good deeds. I can't help but think about some of the good deeds that our children did this past week. Can't help but think about some of the good deeds I've seen and experienced through you all and what you're doing. You know, the challenge for us is to use the blessings, the grace that God has given us. In other words, our superpowers, like our friends, the Incredibles. Over the course of the movie, Violet and Dash use their superpowers and use their super suits to save the world, to save each other. And God used people in their lives like Edna to protect, empower, and support them. Think about all the different angles of that. Maybe you're someone who helps support, empower, and equip another person for their faith journey. Maybe you're someone who's learning how to use the powers that God has given you. Your power of compassion, of encouragement, of service, of listening, of showing up for people when things are hard. The challenge is to use the gifts of grace that God has given to you. Your talents, your passions, your abilities, your relationships. Not for yourself, but for the greater good. You know, that's what makes superheroes super that they use their super strength not for themselves, but for others. God gives us that gift. The question is, how will we use them? How will we respond to the grace that God has so generously poured out into each of our lives? Let us pray. God, we're grateful for the ways that you have been moving in our lives long before we ever realized it. God, we're grateful that you are drawing us to yourself and you are equipping us for the call long before we even understood. May we be transformed by your grace and may we respond with a commitment to doing the good deeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We ask all of this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you have questions or want to talk further about this message, I'd love the chance to talk with you. Visit us online at springchurch.org connect or email me at pastormike at springchurch.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.